something like that, the doctor knows that there's been a great accomplishment. That's shaking. Oh, but you can put those hands together and give God a hand of praise and say, Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks, we give you adoration. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to first of all thank God for bringing us to the ninth month of the year. And tomorrow starts a new month. That's the tenth month. The number ten is double grace, five times two. And we're going to pray the Lord as we enter this tenth month. What I don't qualify for, that good thing may be released into my life. May you alone do what you alone can do and will do. I want to pray and say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be manifested in my life. A lot of times there's a will of God for your life, uh, but the enemy tries to thwart it. He tries to divert it. Uh, you, you, you know, so we're going to pray that may nothing divert the purposes of God for your life. May God's will be established in your life. No more delay. No more postponement. So say, no more delay. When Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 10, the Bible says that God sent his request, but the one bringing the request was, was held up by the prince of Persia. No one, no witch, no wizard should withhold your blessing and your progress and your promotion in Jesus' name. Lift your hand and say, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for bringing me into the, into the end into the end of the ninth month of the ninth month after nine months after nine months there must be a birthing there must be a birthing so i declare today so i declare today that as i enter the tenth month that as i enter the tenth month let there be the release let there be the release of grace of grace Blessings. Blessings. I don't qualify for. I don't qualify for. But may you qualify me. But may you qualify me. May your hand be released. May your hand be released. Over my life. Over my life. Whatever is crooked. Whatever is crooked. Make it straight. Make it straight. What is a mountain? What is a mountain? May it be level. May it be level. What is a valley? What is a valley? May it be exalted. What is rough? What is rough? May it be smoothing. May it be smooth. Let your glory. Let your glory be manifested. Be manifested. May your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life. I decree and declare no more delays. Whatever spirit, whatever individual, whether natural or spiritual, that tries to withhold my blessings, I stop them, I curse them, I destroy their operations in my life. Let God, my God, my God. Into this tenth month, with your grace, 
with your might with your presence with your goodness say I command this my 10th month and I declare but may the lies fall in pleasant places on my behalf may my head be lifted up in honor in joy and in glory I ask for unqualified blessings the goodness of the Lord and the glory of the Lord over my life in the name of Jesus Amen give God a hand of praise
a gracious God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all of you to today's service, the last Sunday of the month of September. And I believe that God is about to cause the birthing of uncommon blessings and uncommon miracles in your life. If you are believing that God is about to do some uncommon miracles, I believe it's a good place to give God a better hand of praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. to thank God for bringing our brethren from Faith Temple, from Cowries and Co. all to join us today. Amen. And I uh, also want to especially welcome uh, Lady Pasequia for coming, going and bringing us safely. Uh, most welcome. I also want to thank God for Pastor Ben also coming back safely. And I also want to welcome any other person that I've not been able to mention your name. Maybe you are out there, but you are most welcome. You are the best thing that ever happened to us. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that the entrance of your word brings light and illumination. I pray that you speak your word to us, line upon line, precept upon precept. May our lives never be the same as we hear your word preach unto us in Jesus' name precious name. Somebody say a big amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Today I want to be wrapping up on my message on the issues of uh, of offenses and uh, Jesus himself talked about offenses and so it's very important that we do learn about offenses. Now in Matthew chapter, sorry, in Luke chapter 20, chapter 17, verse number one, Jesus himself said, it is impossible but that offenses should come. Look at home, it didn't so much about Christo, a catching for so what we are saying is that so long as human beings exist and so long as we live amongst people we are going to have offenses and in Matthew 24 10 he still said concerning one of the signs of the last days that many are going to be offended and will betray one another and hate one another and so what is offenses you get offended when you believe that somebody has encroached on your rights or on your privacy you also get offended when something you are expecting eludes you. Something that you believe is rightly due you and is withheld 
from being delivered unto you. It could be emotional, it could be physical. It could be that you expect that somebody should show you a certain degree of respect, somebody should be able to give you some money, somebody, a certain position that is due you, a certain gift that is due you, a husband is due you, a wife due you, there's something that didn't come your way. In fact, when your expectation is not met, it can lead to offenses. And that's the reason why the Bible talks about the fact that we have to be aware now we have to be aware of offenses because offenses eventually breed into bitterness. In Hebrew chapter 12 verse 15, the Bible says that looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. It means that when you get bitter, it is going to first of all trouble you, and then subsequently other people also will be defiled. So there's a ripple effect when people are bitter. So a lot of times when A is hurt, and he doesn't deal with it and he starts talking about it to his friends and dear ones the, the friends and dear ones will also get hurt and it is it can be very destructive i told you that anytime that you get offended you you are cut off from the power of God and the provisions of God. Because when you are, you are, you are, you are hurt, you are offended, and you do not deal with it, the Bible says that God will not hear your prayers. Bible even says that when you, you know that your brother has offended you and you are going to offer a sacrifice on the altar leave it there, sort it out first other than that, all your mighty tongues you are speaking will not be heard by God because God operates in principles and once you have broken the principles of God there's no way he will hear you and answer you. And then when you get hurt, your own, it's your own life that begins to smell. There was this teacher who told his students, anybody that doesn't like somebody, take some tomatoes. And put them in your pocket and or put some around you. So if you are angry or you are hurt by somebody, if there's somebody you don't like, if it's five people you don't like, have five tomatoes. If it's twenty. Have 20 tomatoes. And so some of the school kids came and some have 15 tomatoes. Some have 25 tomatoes. 
and they were carrying it in their pockets and on their body and the teacher said carry it for one week in fact after three days you ask them how do you feel then they say it's, it's quite weighty and then by, by one week they, they, they were smelling and then he told them that is how your life looks like anytime that you you're angry with people and you are hurt and then you carry them on you it makes first of all it adds to your weight makes you feel uncomfortable and then also your life begins to smell hallelujah amen i told you the other time that when there's a man you see, when when you do not forgive and you are hurt it can bring sicknesses to you and it can stop you even from being healed because it opens the door for demons to come and visit you so it is in your own interest to quickly forgive not for the sake of the offender but for you the offended that you will be walk in liberation and that you will also receive the blessings of the Lord and it's Satan's major weapons to cut you away from your destiny. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week I started talking about how to protect yourself from staying hurt in church. Because see, the Bible says in Proverbs 18 19 that a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. What it means is that it's a lot easier to conquer or win a strong city than reconcile with a brother who is offended. And especially people who can keep hurt and antagonism are Christians. And sometimes, even when something goes wrong, and then you try even to talk to them, is a brother, sister, this and this and that, they do not want to let go. And you are wondering what they want. Whether you should cut off your head. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, statistics show that a great percentage of persons who stop relating or going to church do so because of some offense or injury to their feelings. What you have to understand is that you may not be able to stop offensive things from happening, but when you apply the principles of the word of God, you can stop them from hurting you. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 165. Psalm 
Woman quite natural, conconi, edition, Ewakuma, Mua, be preparing new ways in Tibia amount. But when you don't allow the word of God to, to rule you, then you begin to operate or walk in the works of the flesh. One man who quite natural, conconi, edition, Ewakuma, when I'm on Kuan and Albanans. In Isaiah 26, 3, he says, Thou will keep in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Near Virginia, me, Dino, and Nunanema, Etsini, Emano. So, was that how, if you are in church, listen to me. In the home, you'll be offended. In at your workplace, you're going to be offended. Wherever you pass, you'll be offended. And we are sharing this because we are in church. Are you getting me? Yes. And whether we like it or not, somebody's going to offend you. Your best friend is going to offend you. Somebody you never talk to will offend you. Even there are people who get offended by people they've never talked to. They may they may be offended by their dressing. I know a doctor at Kolebu many years ago. When you go to his clinic on Fridays in red dress, you offend him. He will tell you to leave. Don't come to his clinic. Can't I come to hospital with any dress? It's a problem. So even dress alone can be offense. You see, our sister has put on whether it's yellow something or whatever or brown or whatever. For some people, is your hair brown or is your hair black? And that alone can be a rock of offense. I will feel more. I do more. I sorry more. Baby, be around since today. I had the baby. A big crown. I carry a kawusha crown. A yobia. And I say anyhi. And I say the one since today. A baby. So we said number one. How do you get yourself in a state whereby you do not stay heads? A baby. Then I say I would want them. Number one. Avoid developing unreasonable expectations in your relationship with people. And with the church, you see, when you begin to expect things from people and they don't do it, that is when you become you become disappointed. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter thirteen verse twelve, "Hope defers make the heart sick." But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. May your heart desire be fulfilled. Oh. I said, May your heart be desire be fulfilled. Let me come to this side. Maybe yeah, yeah. I said, May your heart be desires be fulfilled. Yeah. I feel I feel God is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I think there are more angels here. Listen, when a man of God says something, it is good to respond. Yeah, I, I, I knew one person, yeah, yes, as, as was ministry, and the blessings is releasing. You know, not knowing God, God has sent an angel. So when he says, receive, receive houses, receive lands, receive money, the angel then takes it, and then those who respond, amen means, let it be. Let it happen to my life. I like it. And so, those who say they like it, a mentor it, God, the big angel, now gives it to some smaller angels to go and distribute it to the people. And there was this guy who 
always act very diplomatically in church, in neutral gear, be standing there, whatever, and you know, anything that's, you know, there are people like that in church, when they can their hands are in their pocket, their noses are in the air, they're looking around, they, 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 they act very phlegmatic in their behavior, stroke melancholic, you know, and, and not, not quite uninvolved, you know, and, but the wife, the, God opened the wife of this man, and she saw this angel what she was doing. So when he, she, they went to him, she told the husband that, look, this is what I saw. The following day, the next service, as the man of God was just ministering, the husband would sleep, came, I mean, very excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Every kind of blessing. So, and the man of God was wondering, this quiet man, what is it that has happened? But they have seen something. See, there are many things that happen in the realm of the spirit that we don't know. And we don't see. But you see, through the agency of a prophet, and when I talk about the prophet, it doesn't mean the person will have the title prophet or be carried a title prophet, but the prophet is some God's messenger in the house. And the Bible says that by, by, through a prophet, Israel was delivered and through a prophet also Israel was preserved. That means that by the ministry, by the agency, by the words, by the speakings, and by the ministry of a prophet, of a man of God, your life will be delivered. Yeah. Are there no many sick people in, in places and they will not be healed? But when an evangelist goes there and he conducts a, a, a conducts an evangelistic meeting, you see people healed. Is that not it? So that means that through the man's ministry, through the agency of the man's ministry, people's lives are blessed and they are changed. In the same way, to, as we come to church, through the agency of the ministry of the man of God who is standing there to minister, God is blessing you through his ministry, through and it comes by his speakings and by watching him. So if you get into neutral gear and you don't respond to him, you go home with nothing. But when you open up your heart, you get blessed. <laughs> Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. That's the reason why sometimes you, some, you can see new people who come to the church. And as they come, they get some breakthroughs. And the Kufen and us, who know everything, who know all the faults, who know everything, they don't get anything because their hearts are blocked. They block out. I, I get what I'm saying. Because one day, ah, this person came only, only one year ago, only six months ago, only whatever. Because they, they are carrying the heart of a child. Babies will suck breast milk anywhere, anytime. But you, you have become an adult. So you are too polished. What a shock. So number one, avoid what? Unreasonable expectations. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, My soul, wait silently or wait thou only upon God. Tell somebody, wait only upon God. For my expectation is from America. No. My expectation is from some bishop. No. My expectation is from him. So make God your expectation. In fact, if you make man your expectation, you are idolizing the man. And the Bible says that cares be the one who puts his trust in man, who makes flesh his arm. So do not. Tell somebody, do not. Do not. You know something? Anytime you make, you idolize something, God hates idols. He takes the thing away. Put your confidence in your boyfriend. God will take. He will let you. You lose your boyfriend. 
The man, all of a sudden, man said, I don't like you again. You say, oh, but nothing has happened. You didn't do anything. God said, no, I like you too much for you to put your trust in man. So if you don't want to lose certain people in your life, you don't want to lose your job. Some of you, you see, your work comes before God. Your husband comes before God. Your wife comes before God. You choose your wife over God. You choose your husband over God. You choose your children over God. And what you choose over God, you lose it. Listen, if you are married, before you got, you married the lady, God was. And God is the one who has sustained you. Before I married my wife, God is God. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have lived even to meet my wife. So my wife can never have priority over God. Child. It cannot be. Your children should not have priority. Someone said, why you know my, 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 my children? What do you mean? You are what? Be careful that something doesn't happen to them. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I've seen people lose their children like that. Never let anything come between you and God. God says, I'm a jealous God. Don't you see when women get jealous? How they can pour acid on somebody and hot water. So if if, it get, if, it, if ladies can get jealous like that and do what they do, how much more God? You just hold somebody's nose and say, is it the person you like? You are said the dose. Finish. Am I preaching to you? Yeah. If you don't want to lose that business. When you wake up in the morning, it's not that business. It's God first. Lift up holy hands. Humble yourself. And say, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I bless you for the gift of life. And you are the one. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life. You are the one I like. I like you first. Now, why is it that also when we come to church, we get... You know, people get up and say, ah, I don't like the church again. When I was doing this, they were not there for me. When the pastor didn't come for my program, this and that, all those kind of things. I was expecting the church to have given me this and they didn't do it and all those things. Listen to me. The church is not an NGO. The church may want to do anything to help people. Are you getting me? But there may be limitations. The church can only give as much as she has resources to be able to give. And the truth is that most church members don't even pay tithes. As I'm speaking right now, you, when we said we said we should give offering, how much offering did you give? How much offering did you give? And it's all about the acts of the apostles. Oh, you know, they were giving, there's a Bible saying that, and they distributed things. But the acts of the apostles, they brought their thing, they went and sold all their thing. You have have you sold anything? You haven't sold anything to bring it to the apostles' feet. So don't overrespect things from, from the church or from the pastor or that they cannot do or God has not required for them to do it. The role of the pastor is in Jeremiah 3.15. I'll give unto you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So the role of the pastor, my role is not to cook jollof rice for you. Or give you things. 
My role, my primary role is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. In Acts 6.4, it says that we shall give ourselves unto prayer and unto the ministry of the word. And so my work unto you, my responsibility is to pray for you and to feed you. So prayer is part of my work for you. Amen. And the study of the word to teach you the word of God is of my responsibility. So if somebody gives you shirt and coat, it is no more important than my ministry as a pastor praying for you to get spiritual covering and to feed you with the word of God. And when I feed you with the word of God, you'll get your rice, you'll get your shit up, you'll get your dresses, you'll get your cars. Out of the ministry of the man of God and his prayer, God covers you and protects you and then you'll see your life appreciating and getting better. Number two, don't place an absolute trust in people. The spine of human beings are too weak for you to trust them. Bible says, man, who is today is tomorrow is not. Haven't you heard that somebody is alive in the morning by evening is gone? But you see, if you trust in God, you'll be surprised. Me, I've lost both father and mother. But it, God is still keeping me. Are you getting me? Yeah. And I know people here who have lost father and mother, but God is still keeping them. So make sure that God is the one you, you must trust people based on their track record. You must trust people based on their track record, but you cannot have absolute trust in people because <laughs> my pastor's uh, 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 mother-in-law will say, so ye nipa, nipa die, or ye nipa. The person only acts well so long as the person is working in accordance with the word of God. So, you, yeah, the person can be quoting the word of God today, but he can slip off from the word. Tomorrow, and so this must become our guiding post in our lives. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. That's why when you have loved ones, pray for them that God will continually lead them by the word of God. Jeremiah 17.5 Cares be the man who, who trusts in man, makes flesh his strength. Whose heart departs from the Lord. You see, when you trust in things and people, it makes you, it steals your heart. And, and so instead of trusting in God, it makes you trust in the people. Can I have an amen? Amen. There's a difference between love and trust. In your relationship with people, you can love and forgive. You can love and forgive people, but you may not trust them. It's not everybody who is trustworthy. Whatever they do, you have to forgive them. Loving and forgiveness should be given unconditionally, but trust must be conditional. You must test people, trust them before you entrust things into their hands. You didn't say amen. Amen. Yeah. Anything that is precious to you, you don't just entrust in people's hands until you have trusted them. When people make mistakes, forgive them, love them, but trust must be earned. Tell your friend, trust must be earned. Trust must be earned. That's the reason why, young lady, when a man comes to propose to you, you know, you don't give the person your heart. 
When you see a lady too, you don't give the woman your heart. You must test the woman first. I told you how I tested mommy. Is that right? Yeah. She came from a very good brother. The father is a professor. They come from a home. They, everything was whatever. And I said, look, if you're going to do the work of the ministry, hey, this, this work sometimes goes with many challenges. So I pick her. I said, we're going to Legon Gardens to go and pray. And then we'll sit in trot trot. And I could afford, I could afford dropping. You don't start with people trying to win their love by things. If the thing is not there again, it means that you the love is gone. Love is not bought. Amen. Amen. Love is it's never bought. If you see only a girl and she's interested in you, or a man is interested in you because of what you have, then cancel it. It's not it's not called love. Because a person should be able to stand with you through the thick and thin of life. And so we'll get to those days. It's not like what Legon is today. We'll get to the Legon Garden at the junction there, and then we'll walk all the way to Legon Gardens. And there was nothing like sachet water, bottled water in those days. So when we go, and and I was a crazy young man. So I give the prayer topic and and refuse to look at her. Then me, I mean the bouche, and I spy and see whether she's praying or not. Whether she's sitting down. I was watching her. Because that is the work we are going to get into. So I better make sure that you are inside it. And that if you cannot do it, then we don't have to, you, we don't have to get into it and say, I can't do it. No. If you are going to marry, you must set the parameters. These are our expectations. Can you or you cannot? No, no, no. It's not that after we have entered the thing, that is what we are negotiating. What do you mind entering before negotiating? What you want? Put the cards on the table. Most girls, they are misled by men. Say, I don't want to lose him. What do you mean I don't want to lose him? You will lose him eventually. You will lose him if you don't put the cards on the table. You will lose her if you don't put the cards on the table. Because your person will say that this is not what I bargained for. So what I bargained for. And what I was bargaining for was that I must have a wife who should be willing and ready to sacrifice with me. And so we, when, when, when we have to put our money in the ministry and then money for personal and other things, she would rather chew chewing sponsor, Sire. And after that, gargle the mouth with salt water. It's part of it. Who told you that when God calls you, it is all so, 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 so. It starts with changing before it becomes so, so. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Every relationship you want, everything so, 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 so. It doesn't go like that. Things must be tough sometimes. Amen. There'll be times you are hungry. There are times you are eating gary and sugar. There are times only gary and you put some salt and mix that in and you are you are gargling. And you are still saying, I still love you. That is love. You see, when you come to church and everything is fine, so I love the church, I love the pastor. But when I press you on the wrong nerve, that's when I got to know that you really love me or not. Yeah, that's why some people are close because I press them in many ways. Because once the Bible says it's impossible, offenses will come. Ask this man, I'll press him many times. This man here, I've pressed him many times. He too has pressed me, it's pressed to press. But we have agreed to stay. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. 
And sometimes, even before, especially before you marry, press. And to see how the person will respond. Because there will be a pressing. Amen. <laughs> if you don't press before to know how how much a person can endure, you press more or not the person has every time you press more or not, I'm, I'm going to my father's house. One year. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something here? Yes. Number three. Don't expect any church to be perfect. Don't, don't let any him. I'm talking about how you can stay, you know, uh, protected. Is that right? Not for the head to be hurt, but you know how you, be, you 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 stay protected from the hurt. No, church, don't expect any church to be to be perfect. There's there's one of my sons here, and then whether I don't know whether he got offended or something, and he decided to go to action. As he was going to action, he told me himself. As he was going to action, his best friend was also leaving action. From under the arm, the whole admission. He told me, he said, as he was entering, his friend was exiting. Yes. He showed that, oh, if we are not perfect here, action too, they are not perfect. Yes. And then I hear somebody at ICGC has left. And then I know, Kuna, I go to Apostle General's place. And say, somebody too has angry and he's left at the whole Apostle General. Oh! He showed that challenge. There's no place. That is, everywhere there's portal. Somebody left the church. Then later I came and said, I didn't know that there are portals everywhere. I was very surprised when I went to Singapore. Singapore looks thick and span. Everything looks so okay. Till I went to one time. Just about when I was going to leave the place. Somebody took us to a place. And I realized that there were beggars there. Because I never thought there were beggars in Singapore. Yeah. So, so long as we are in this world, everything is not perfect. Perfection is only in heaven. But as we come to church, the word of God is working on our lives. And that's the reason why we must accept each other. Somebody somebody can be in a position, but he's still not perfect. The person is in a position, not because of perfection, but because of the choice of God. (laughs) Your mother is your mother. It's not because your mother is a perfect woman. She can have make all the mistakes, but God chose that she should be your mother, that your father should be your father, that your teacher should be your teacher, and that out of their imperfections you will learn some things. Can I have an amen? Amen. That your father was so imperfect, maybe he didn't build the house. You don't insult him with it, but you learn out of that so that you tell yourself that me, I don't want to be renting property all the time, but by the grace of God, I'll build my own. Instead of insulting your father. Instead of insulting your father. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. Is somebody being helped here? Hallelujah. Amen. So instead of resenting people in the church for their flaws, be thankful that they are there trying to grow in Christ to get better. That's why why we accept people. Amen. Many of you know your flaws. And me, I like it even when I know you come to and say that you have this ch- challenge. I, w- I will cry with you, I will weep with you, I will pray with you and help you out. It is only when you are pretentious. And we are not perfect. Tell someone we are not perfect. But the Lord is our helper. Amen. But wherever you go to, also when you see people, try to see the good in them. 
when you go to a place, see the good in the place. You see, there's a saying that beauty lies in the eyes of who? The beholder. So also imperfection lies in the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> a person with a negative attitude can find fault wherever they wish. On the other hand, a person with a positive outlook can always find the good and beauty in things. Pastor John, can you stand? You see, this man, what he's wearing, a person with an imperfect eye will get up and say, Ah, but this man, why didn't he put on tie? Why this man, why is his shirt? Why is that this shirt has some. I don't know whether it's wine color or something over here. If it's white, it should be white. Why should I be this kind of button on all those kind of things? Imperfection. But somebody too with a different eye, with a person, they saw, oh man, I like this. The, the, the jacket, it shines here. I can see some reflection here. I like this white there. The white causes the jacket to come out, you know, very well. You know, I like the way he has buttoned his shirt. He looks very, doesn't he, with his black pants? Doesn't he look nice? Yeah, but somebody to have a problem. So what eyes do you use? Your, your viewpoint, uh, your point of view depends on what? Your viewing point, where you are standing and you are looking at things. And with the kind of what? What kind of eyes? What are the spectacles you are wearing? Because the kind of spectacles you wear will determine, you say, I have a certain spectacles there. When I wear it, it will, it will make your head look very big. Your nose will be putty. When I look at your nose, you say, ah! Meanwhile, that's not the shape. It, it's like a magnifying glass. It will make your nose look very big, but that's not the way you look like. What the glasses? So, what kind of glasses are you wearing to look at people? Judging. And learn not to be judgmental because Bible says that blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain what? Mercy. And when you see people with challenges and difficulties, it's your responsibility to pray for them, to help them. You don't know even how far they have come. Amen. You you have no idea how far they have come. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. The next one. When in order not to stay in the church, don't oppose or hinder the church. Don't oppose or hinder the church. That's why don't oppose or hinder the church. Don't oppose or hinder the church. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 to 19. Six things the Lord hates. Let's read together. One, two. These six things that the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination unto him. What's an abomination? Something that is so terrible. Is that right? What are the things that the Lord hates? Number one, a proud look. Tell somebody, don't be proud. A lying tongue. So God, God dislikes who? Proud people. Who are proud people? Proud people are people who commentate negatively. They get to a place and never see any good thing. As, a, as the church is going on, they are criticizing. They are saying this. They are saying that. They are saying that. That's a proud person. It's not a sign of intellectualism. It's a sign of pride. Amen. It's a sign of pride. Especially when you are in in somebody's position and somebody is higher than you and doing something and you keep saying things and retorting and saying bad things about the person. It's a sign of pride. God will say, rebuke not an elder and treat him as a father. Number two, a lying tongue. Do not lie. 
When you lie, eh, lying always releases evil spirits onto you. Listen, better speak the truth than to lie. Number three, hands that shed innocent blood. Number four, verse 18, please. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Number five, feet that be swift in running to mischief. And number six, a false witness that speaks lies. Don't be a false witness. Is that right? And the seventh one, which we are going to look at, he that sows discord among brethren, the one who sows discord, one who says bad things. Hallelujah. So we can see that one of the things that God dislikes most are those who sow what? Discord. What's discord? Those who create division and strife. So anybody who sows division and strife, you see, this person said this, this person was saying this, this person was thinking he sows division and strife yeah and there are people who are specialized at that they have been anointed by the devil to do that they are very skillful they try to win favor they try to do that by uh, uh, trying to be divisive so you don't have to be a gossip and you don't have to be a complainer if you are displeased with the church in some way, offer your help to make improvements. Amen. Amen. Offer your help. If you come and if you come and you think that look, there are something, this is already saying that. What can you do? If you come out there and say, I can see that the outside there it was looking dirty. Offer your help. It means I come early and come and sweep. Amen. It means that well, what what is that you can do? Or if you can come and you can hire somebody and say, Pastor, I will I will, I will pay some people to come and sweep. Oh. That's why. Oh, we'll clap for you. You have helped us. Amen. Amen. Instead of just coming and you know, you see politicians say, eh? when they come, experience teaches them a lesson. When they are not in power, you see the way they will talk. When we come. It's like the country will be an utopic place. Everything will be speak and span, everything. But when they, they come and say, oh, it's not like that. The previous government chopped money. This one did this. Yeah, we know they chopped money. That's why we have put you there. Fix it. We, we know they didn't do well. That's why we put you there. Fix the thing. And then you see that it is not that easy. So talk is cheap. So what they want to know, can be beginning. Amen. Amen. So, offer your help to make the necessary improvements. If you think your pastor's English is not very good, go go and buy him uh, basics of English something. Yeah. If he, he he's not very courteous, go and buy courtesy for boys and girls. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Then you you know he said, Pastor, I have a book for you. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, and you bring it. Oh, we will read it. We will thank you and we will read it. Me, I like reading. Amen. Yeah. If you think that somebody's ampit is, but you don't worry, say, ampit waga, ampit waga. Buy, buy a shirt. Don't only buy the perfume. Buy something and add the, the spray and give it to the person. And you see that the person will change. You have held the person to change. 
But please, if somebody buys you spray, it doesn't mean he's telling you your armpit is smelly. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know sometimes the way people, the people, they are wiring is, you know, the way some of our minds have been wired. So maybe I come and give you spray now and say, Pastor things that my armpit is spray. So he, he, ah, he said it in the preaching. Maybe he be in who say, so his friend says, he said, he bought you spray. Uh huh. You are the reason why he was saying that your armpit is smelling. Your armpit, is, please. It was, it was given out of love. Am I preaching here? Yes. Yeah. So, and pray for the place. Amen. Pray for anybody. Pray for your parents. Pray for the church. You see, I was telling the church, I think on Friday or Thursday, that this church is like an oasis. Because when we came to this place earlier on, this place, this place used to be a farmland. This place was very, the roads had not been done. Our first service here, but our Bible became brown, everything. It was not a very nice area. Those of you who have ever known this area for many years, like some uh, uh, 15 plus years ago, it wasn't a nice area at all. At all. But by the grace of God, as we came here and we kept praying, things had changed. This road here, almost every day, quarter, quarter, one week, within a week, a car will hit somebody. This road here, cars were killing people. I said, she, she, she will be here. She, 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 like that. And we kept praying. That's what we prayed by the grace of God. That thing has stopped. That spirit has been driven away. The, the road has been tired. Mama Dora's road has been tired. Even including Auntie Evergreen's road has been tired over there. Auntie Evergreen, we have to bring us an offering. It's coming. Amen. All, all this, uh, and you see that the community is changing. And as we even came here, even other churches have, have been able to come around. Amen. It means that we have fought some things. We could have gone, we decided that we are going to some soft. Do you know that grounds are different? There are some ground is soft. There are some ground they are loamy. So you see, sometimes you see somebody, the effort he has put in in a particular ground for the, the, that place to yield some fruit. If he put in that same effort in a relatively more fertile land, he, he, the fruit would have been more. But he wants the place there to change. And God wants this place to change. That's the reason why he brought us here. So you may see that we may be fighting some things. Some things will also be fighting us. Because as for fight, it's blow to blow. Amen. Are you, are you getting me? Yeah. So if you see even demons and witches who ask people to come to the church, don't come to the church. And the little thing they'll get offended. They're driving them out. It's all spiritual warfare. So it is your responsibility to stand with us and pray with us that Lord, what, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Whatever you want to manifest in this church, manifest it. Instead of seeing the difficulties and the challenges and holding the hands of your pastor and hold the hands of the leadership, you become so critical. Meanwhile, if you stayed in and you supported, the church would have become better and more people will be saved and the community will change and will become a lot better and better. Amen. And you are in, not by accident, you are in for a purpose. Amen. 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 But then, after you think you have prayed or whatever and you think that, look, uh, this place, I don't like it. Don't badmouth the place. Is that right? 
Don't become a source of agitation or hindrance. Rather look for another place quietly and say, I think that, Pastor, you, you are doing well. You've been pre- you have preached to me, Uncle, but I think I want to go. Don't live with animosity. Oh. Eh? You see, when you, when you are moving on with hurt, it's not a good spirit. You are sowing hurt and it will destroy your life and your future and sometimes your children. And so do not, do not. May, may just, just flow. We know that it, you, it's, for some reason you may decide, okay, I want to move on. But there shouldn't be any animosity. You shouldn't badmouth the place. Amen. Yeah. You should be able to go and see your pastor, hug the pastor, hello, daddy, how are you? And still be able to send him a test and send him a message and, and, and flow. I'm not saying go, but I'm saying that when things get to the west and you think that, look, this is not the place for me, do not intentionally fight. Do not intentionally create animosity because you will need the person one day. You may be surprised. Are you getting me? You may be surprised. You may need a recommendation. Yeah. I was telling you about Walanyo. When you was there, when you wanted to join the military, he had no idea. I am the one they called. My recommendation was what made And recently I called one of their top military people at the military headquarters and I said, This is my son. He'll be coming to you. Take care of him. Yes, take care of him. So don't break relationship. Even when you are unhappy, don't destroy. Don't ever wee wee and poo poo into the bowl you have ever drunk from. Don't bite the finger that put food in your mouth. I've put food in your mouth before. Yes. Then, uh, as I'm putting food in your mouth, then you get one day, uh, you, didn't do it, you didn't do it to angry, and you bite me. You are, you are beating my finger. It's like you are pounding fufu and you intentionally hit the hand of the person who is, who, who is staring the thing. You think the fufu will get finished? You, 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 eat, you will eat with mkotwa mkotwa. Amen. The lambs. You eat the lambs. So don't bath mouth your man of God. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. Don't bath mouth. Tell someone don't bath mouth your man of God. Other than that, you are asking for problems. Amen. Amen. Blessings. And can and say money and fa Yamini Pahu. Oh yes, I will friend of that's my brother. Blessings. Hallelujah. You see, one day in Acts chapter twenty three, verse five, Paul Ananias the high priest, Ananias of the high priest. And he instructed that Paul should be slapped. As Paul was preaching the gospel, he was not happy about it. He said, slap him. And somebody slapped him. And when he... Sl- <laughs> they slapped the mouth of Paul. Eh? And then... He, he, Paul, Paul tried to insult the man. Are you getting me? Why, why should you insult me? What is wrong with you? And then they told, people told him that... This is the high priest that you are talking to. Then look at what Paul said. He said, I wish not, I didn't know, brethren, that he was a high priest. For it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. Maybe go back. Let's go back. Let's start from verse number one so that you read it and get the story very well. Hallelujah. 
earnestly beholding the council said, Men, I have lived in all good conscience before God all this day. Paul was speaking. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. I said, Banano. Then, Paul too was very vociferous. When he speaks, he's more than Jolate, he doesn't breathe. And, and the ball passed here, and he said, and he passed it, and gave it to a pocket, a pocket, he gave it a back pass, and he said, Go! Hey, what, a, what, a, what a commentator, what a preacher. So the Bible says that when he, they hit his mouth, Paul then said, Paul unto the high priest. God shall smite you, you fighted war. For you, you sit to judge me after the law and command me to be smitten contrary to the law. Then they that stood by said, Do you revile God's high priest? Are you speaking against God's high priest? Are you insulting God's high priest? Are you getting me? Yeah. So Paul insulted the guy. And look at Paul's answer. Paul said, I wish not, brethren. That he was a hybrid. Can you do another version? This uh, uh, Shakespearean English. An old day. Uh, God. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I feel you Genesis. Lord have mercy. <laughs> the Lord is good. Uh-huh. Then what did Paul say? He said, I did not know, brothers. Paul said that it was a high priest. For it is written, you must not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Have you seen it? Yes. So when you are speaking evil of a ruler, what are you doing? You are breaking the law. And so you, the one they are speaking the evil to, if you also keep quiet, you are consented to it. That's the reason why, listen, that's the reason why when Paul spoke, the people said, this is what the word says. So they put, and they helped Paul to repent and to do the right things. And Paul also knew scripture, so he said, I did not know. He repented. I hope you are getting me. So do not bad mouth. Listen, pastors are not angels. Leaders are not angels. You too, you are a leader in a way. Whether in your home as a husband, at your workplace, you are a supervisor, you are whatever. If you, are, you may be a senior brother, is that not it? You may be whatever and all those things. You are in charge of something to a certain extent, but you can still make mistakes. You may not do everything perfect. So also the pastor may not do everything perfect. But do not bad mouth. Do not say bad things. We don't say bad things about our leaders. And in the church, we don't say bad things. Generally, stop saying bad things. The spirit of saying bad things should be banished. In fact, in Psalm one o five verse fourteen and fifteen, the Bible says that touch not my anointing and do my prophets. It says that he permitted no one. Read it with me. Oh, yabakanda labashandaba. Do it in King James for me before we get into that. He suffered, or NIV. Did you have NIV? He suffered no man to do them what? Wrong. The word suffered there means he permitted no man. God permitted no man to do his anointed wrong. Yes, he, re- he reproved or rebuked kings for what? They are sick. So you will be rebuked. If kings were rebuked for the sake of the anointed. So be careful. 
I said, be careful. Anointed, an anointed person may not necessarily be a perfect person, but he has been chosen by God. To be a channel to fulfill the purposes of God. And you don't fight the purposes of God. Amen. Amen. Your husband is perfect, yet he's producing children with you. Hello? And yet you are there with him. Your wife, is she perfect? No. Your children are they perfect? No. Our parents are they perfect? No. Hello? Yeah. He says that saying, verse 15, verse 15, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Amen. Amen. So, now we are talking within the context of the church. If a minister does some wrong, don't incriminate yourself by responding in an unbiblical way. Is that right? Do not, you see, every time you are dealing with a leader, know his position. When you are dealing with anybody, what is a person's position? What is a person to you? When you are dealing with a father, you say, who is this person? That's my father. And we do not talk to fathers in some way. And there are things you are saying, but you are not saying, but you are saying. We call it implied speaking. So the way you can even look at the person. The way you, when the person is talking and you are walking away. Your body language. Your body language. Listen, when a leader is talking to you, you do not take your phone. You do not look at your phone. Hello? Hi. Yeah, why, why he's talking to you? What are you looking at your phone for? It's not a good sign. If somebody is talking to you, look at the person. That's why he's talking to you. Eyeball to eyeball. Are you getting me? Look, look at the person. Let the person know. Except maybe you think that the phone is being used. Maybe if you have to jot down. I remember I had a meeting with somebody. And the person was looking and said. And he, he realized I was looking at him in some way. And he said, well, I'm trying to take down some points regarding. Yes. I, I don't like that. It's not a good thing. Somebody is talking to you and you are looking away. Is he a mad person? Are you not the one he's talking to? So look at the person. Let there be the establishment of eye contact. At least, even if the sister go down, at least let your head go up and down, up and down, see so up and down. Am I am I teaching? You see, you will not understand this, but you will become a leader. And I'm teaching leadership principles and things in the house. Yeah. Don't allow your company, don't allow people to behave anyhow. It will become like a, a it's not be a zoo, like a, a forest. Where people do anything anyhow. Why is that people want to go to Europe and the Western world? Because it's organized. But look at the way we drive in Ghana. When I was coming to church, here was somebody, we, we, we all go this way, this guy has crossed the road this way. You have parked the car. Not that he has parked the car across. So how do we go? A taxi driver. Yes, but lawlessness. And when I said, I go there and I stop and I said, Brother, move. He was angry. Who threw in the hand? Say, see, foolishness. <laughs> Foolish people don't want to be corrected. You should be happy when you are being corrected. Anytime anybody rebels when he's being corrected, there's a madness about the person. Because mad people cannot design, they cannot understand things. Are you getting me? It's mad person who doesn't, who cannot decipher what is being said. Said it. 
Obia, Wabadam. Petni Obia, see, come with the puppet, be a trainer, on near Shore debate in Yanipano Eka. Can I have an amen? Amen. And if you think that, like as you are here, maybe a pastor has done something, you know, the, go to him privately. Tell somebody, go to him privately. Go to yeah. him privately. Don't never embarrass your leader publicly. Never embarrass. Write it in capital letters. Highlight it. And italicized. Yeah. No matter, no matter how unhappy you are with the other, never confront your leader. Never under any circumstance, never confront the leader publicly. Never. Because the public, the public confrontation is a sign of rebellion. So, if you are wise, you can go, you go to a person and say, oh, this thing that was done, I didn't understand it. Or this is why I did this and this and this and that. The person will say, oh, I'm sorry, or whatever it is. And sometimes you may not understand even why your leader is telling you that. Amen? Amen. Yeah. One day I was in a meeting when Dr. Maurice Arulo, he was ministering, and Dr. Abloh of Manamisha tried to move around and cross him. He screamed at him, Seth, get out! He didn't say Dr. Seth or Pastor Seth. He said, Seth, get out! And the way he said, get like a demon. But somebody said, ah, but I am a country rep. I am the one who is even conducting this program and go, and you get angry. You see, pride will let you lose anointing. Pride will let you lose yourself. He said, oh, Papa, I'm sorry. And this. Why? Because at that time, he was distracting the man spiritually. And by that distraction, many people are going to lose anointing. Because when a man of God is ministering, he needs a certain focus. That's why some men, when you go to Ben his meetings and many other meetings, everybody is seated down. Nobody gets up, nobody, because those, even expression, that is why for some men of God, when you go to some places, there are about the first five rows or six rows or something, there, it's only very familiar people and people are being spiritual and properly dressed or whatever who are sitting there. So those who have some, some way faces, some expressions, and you sit at the back and do your some way. But the face the man wants to see are faces that are, are encouraging and are helping him to minister. Amen. But why should you sit in the church and be like you are the judge of the pastor? You are marking him. You have done your face. When everybody is smiling, you are not smiling. Everybody is clapping, you cannot clap. What, what, what kind of person are you? And if you are put in that same position, will you be happy? It will not be happy. Even if you are not happy, at least still express some smile. Can I have an amen? Amen. Are we learning something here? Yes. Amen. Amen. So go and confront him. Now don't also the next thing is don't personalize everything that is preached. That's why don't personalize everything that is preached. Amen. Amen. You see, every pastor preaches with the hope that everyone will take the message personally and apply it to his or her life. There's a saying that who the cap fits, let him wear. Is that not it? Yes. But sometimes the people who think that the minister is pointing his sermon specifically at them. And this feeling of personal focusing 
it stems from the fact that now if the person is under conviction about a particular matter he may think that hey, they are talking about me number two if the person have self-consciousness over self-consciousness you know some people you, you see some women when they are working in time you say they are too much aware of themselves yeah. the way they are working number three if the person is under emotional stress or distress sorry if the person is under emotional distress and then if they also for some reason maybe they spend some time talking to the pastor about an issue you see if you spend if you talk about an issue with the pastor it doesn't mean that the pastor cannot teach on those things are you getting me it doesn't mean that it is your matter he has brought up because you are not the only one but he's, he's trying to teach the people something to be a help and a blessing unto them so do not personalize it after he didn't go and mention your name other than that you make it difficult for the pastor to teach on certain things if I talk to you about business and I'm talking about business whatever you know it shouldn't be a problem because somebody else is facing a business problem if I'm talking about hair and then you know and I've talked to you about your hair it doesn't mean that it's your hair but if it is your hair change because the purpose of the word is for us what to change yeah. what is the point in we coming to church and hearing a word that has no relationship with our lives am i helping somebody here yes. and then people also get that attitude if the person has been correct the pastor has corrected them or hurt their feelings in some way a lot of times when people you know are corrected then hey it's a problem remember that a preacher doesn't focus his attention solely upon one person amen i keep telling you if there's the truth is that antoinette if there's something wrong if i don't like your hair i won't come and say antoinette i don't like color something and all those kind of things. i'll come to you and say antoinette this is your hair i don't like because i'm not afraid to tell you you are my daughter amen yeah but if I'm to teach something generally on hair, and I'm teaching, and you think that it is your hair to falls in that category, <laughs> then, then we change. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. And even that one, if you feel some way, you feel that you've been pressed in some way, you can go. Oh, so I didn't mean that. Is that so? Okay, I'm sorry, or whatever. And there are times that sometimes a leader, a leader by by a certain impulsiveness will take a certain action maybe publicly but it's not to it's not to make you feel bad it's not to 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 underrate you or whatever are you getting me yeah it's not it's, it's not so at all it's not so at all you know there were times that my pastor he's a very 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 anointed very powerful man wild man you can be there when the choir is singing and he feels that the, the, the choir is not singing the song relevant to whatever and his spirit is not that he can go and stand and say he comes and stand and say as I say they say <laughs> he, he will open his mouth <laughs> and then you see you see the choir says <laughs> and they go and sit down and they don't say that pastor has disgraced that the next week you see them rehearsing and they go and sing again I've seen many times as people are even somebody's leading praise and worship. As a person in there, then he takes a microphone. Shabalaba, Kabalaba, 
say, we praise the worship on M1. What you are doing is supposed to help the man of God. And you see, somebody say, but is it not embarrassing the people? Everybody and their leadership style. So you must learn to accept who your father is, who your mother is, and how they operate. That's all. It shouldn't be a problem for you. After all, if you are leading that thing, are you doing that thing for yourself? So if the man comes and says that, okay, the thing you are doing, you have done enough. I've taken my microphone. I've taken my microphone. Hey, my friend Pastor Ibas, you'll be playing the drums. I say, okay, give me the drumsticks. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, you see, he gives me, he, he tells somebody, leave prayer. And the person is talking plenty. He's talking on that. Before he has taken the microphone. Yeah, take the microphone. You are leading prayer. As you are leading the prayer, you are there. Father, in Jesus' name, talk. As you are there, yes, lead the prayer. Father, he said, we said we should be giving prayer topic inside. Is this thing that you are saying? Do people understand it? No. So we don't understand what you are saying. So he said, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we bless your holy name for a new man that is coming. It's a month of blessing. Yeah, you are there to help him. So if you are helping him and he said that you have helped enough, so I'm continuing. You don't have to be angry. Consciousness, you know, I am this. They have done this to me. They have embarrassed me. I won't get the church again. That is what makes people lose out. And sometimes God is using that to test you to see when you get something bigger, how you respond to it. Amen. Amen. And always remember also that as the word is coming, you feel something. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict you. Amen. Amen. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to personalize God's word to us. And so we've got to examine ourselves. Every time the word of God is coming, how does it apply to me? What are the changes that I need to make? So when the word of God is coming, the best attitude is to listen to the message objectively. And remember that God has something to say to you. Maybe finally on this, what I want to say is that don't get caught up. The next one, don't get caught up in the offenses of others. Tell your friend, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the offenses of others. In the offenses of others. Psalm 15, verse 1 to 3. One of the great characteristics of the body of Christ is to take care of the burdens and sufferings of others. But sometimes, when our friends get offended, we may be tempted to take up the offense against another. Is that right? Yeah. Now, in sympathy, we tend to take their part against the other person. Because once somebody is there, and, you know, look, even generally speaking, if your family member is there, he comes and says, look at the way my wife, uh, 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 you know, my husband is treating me, my this and this and that. There are two sides to a coin. But you will see certain people who take up the offense of the reporter quickly and act on it. And the supposed offender has not done them anything. But they see him. They see him. They are saying things. They are imagining things which are not true. And I always say that you never know what is in a book until you read it. 
So do not take up people's offenses. That's what they do not take up people's offenses. Do not take up people's offenses. Amen. You see, in my book I wrote, his hurt, he said, his hurt feelings may be due to misunderstanding. Is that right? So the people are hurt because of what? Misunderstanding. It's not anything. A misunderstanding is a result of not being able to decipher a certain information well. Not be able to get a certain instruction well. It could also be a difference of opinion. This difference of opinion will get, you know, like I was saying, you know, a certain pastor, you see, when you go to ICGC and you go to Royal House Chapel, the way they conduct their services are very different. Dr. Otabil, by his uh, uh, ministry, is very orderly in his own way. This one will go, he will sit down. When he goes, he goes to pray. He will go and take microphone to lead prayer, uh, uh, prayer, praise and worship and go. When you go to Royal House, even testimony time, Apostle General will go, yes, the Lord said it. Can you hear somebody can shout, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he himself will take the microphone and will raise a song and go, which you will not find. So somebody from ICGC or with a certain mindset of ICGC, when they come there, what is this man say, doing? But as he's doing it to their flowing, and blessings are happening. Are you getting me? So every one day in a certain church, somebody got offended. He told the pastor, he said, I will spoil the church. Yeah, he said, I will spoil the church. I will spoil the church. He told my friend, my friend, he said, I will spoil the church. And he started. And you see, a lot of time when people think that they are close to the pastor, they've got this some whatever. Oh, I know the pastor. No, no, we are there. I will spoil the church. So he was going from house to house. He and the wife, they're going to house to house, saying things. The church is still there. You can never spoil. You may, you, you, you may disrupt them. You can do something. You can hurt it in a way. But you'll be the one to be destroyed. Jesus said you cannot kick against the pricks. If there's any situation, solve it. Tell your friends, solve it. Amen. Amen. Solve it. Tell your friend, solve it. Amen. Amen. Solve it. Don't take on when any time, listen, anytime somebody comes to you and is unhappy about something, find a way to help the person get rid of their anger. I've have I've had pastors from churches who have come to me. My senior pastor, I want to join your church. I say you can't join the church. I sit with the person and analyze, I listen to a person. And you see, sometimes you listen to certain things, you say, no, no. I say, go back and make amends. Do you know you are mistaken here? Your attitude, the way you responded and go was not right and go. And later they go and make amends and they come and say, thank you. I could have said, I want people in my church. I want people in my church. I've had, um, sometimes people from other churches, they have come to me. Yeah, we want our church numbers to grow, but we do not grow at the expense of people's rebellion in their churches and rebellion against their pastors or whatever. And then after that, they say that come and join us. What kind of the, what kind of thing is that? And when you are there, you must be your best friend's keeper to help your best friend to be healed and to do the right things. Do not absorb the anger. Of your of your family members, and so they, they have done this thing to us. And there are times that, as one person in the church is hurt, 
all his family members and friends are wiped out. The next moment, all the family and one moment they were thanking you. We thank you. We thank you for helping us. Thank you for blessing our marriage for us. Thank you that in your church we found a wife. There are people who have been in this church. Under my ministry and calling, they found a wife. Not that they brought a wife. By my ministry, the woman came to the church. By my ministry, they got saved and filled with the spray. By my ministry, many go to end by my under my ministry, they found a wife and everything. And one day they get angry and they move from being protagonists to become antagonists. Wicked. Say, Papa, cha 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 And your friends will not sit them and say, So has the man never done one good thing in your life? And this thing you are talking about like that, couldn't you have solved it this way? Sometimes even as they are getting, any people want to direct their lives in the way, they move away from them. And a lot of times when people are angry, you know what they do? The friends who are outside the church, who used to be around, say, they've done it to me too. <laughs> Sometimes they are not even their friends. They are not their friends. But all of a sudden, they become the best of pals. Do you know what you are doing? You are taking away a certain spiritual covering. It's not every church which is a church for you. Yeah, preach it. Preach it. It's not every, and especially in Ghana today, yeah. what many people call churches are, are the fetish priests not saying that pastors are coming to them? Yeah. This church who has collected 100 cities from you as consultation, preach it. which day did we give you in there? Do you know in there? The thing they play. So go and bring it there. Which day did we ask that you should go and bring the, the, the male egg of a guinea fowl? Oh. All my preaching is open to John chapter this. Yeah. Open to John chapter 13 verse 15. The Bible says that. It's all the Bible says. And let us pray. And let's leave the rest to God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't follow gifts. Follow the word. People who prophesy, they make mistakes. Or you don't know. When you speak to many people who say they prophesy, some of them they make mistakes. Some of them are presumptuous. Some of them are even just calculated. It's they use psychology and things like that. Some of them too take people's uh, Facebook information. A pastor told me somebody came to the church. He preached very everything okay. He preached as he preached very nicely and all those kind of things. After he started interacting with the people, the next service as he came, he went to talk with somebody. Are you not this person? Your date of birth is this. Is this the person said that's not my date of birth. So that's not your date of birth. Maybe you don't know your real date of birth is this. Yes, sir. He said, your real date of birth. The person who knows is there. He said, no, 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 that's not your date of birth. Your real date of birth is this. And you know what? So the pastor decided to go and check. Them. As he checked, and he checked through their, their books, he realized that uh, the, the guy mentioned his proper date of birth, not the, the supposed uh, uh, prophet or man of God. No knowing the guy didn't put his right date of birth on the Facebook. <laughs> what a shock. Are you following what I'm teaching you? Yeah. Follow the word that said the Lord. Teach you. Don't take on people's offenses. Let me say this is the last thing and then I, I'm done. There's a certain pastor, and they were in a pastor's meeting. We had a pastor's conference. And then the guy left 
the meeting before the time without permission. Is that right? And so the overseer happened to mention, where is this person? The person, they came international. He was living outside the country. So he came down and they were talking, talking. Then the person left. So, so where is this person? We are supposed to be here. Da, 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 da. So later, wherever he went, when he came, then the leadership faced him. They faced him very well. You cannot do this. We are having a meeting. And the truth is that you should not leave a meeting without not having a, taking permission. So the guy said he was so hurt. Now I'm saying what the person himself said. He was so hurt. And when he was going back to the country he came from on the airplane, he told himself, this is the last time I'm ever going to be part of this church. A church he has been part of for many years. He was part of the founding members. But when he did something that his overseer and the leadership faced him, his ego was hurt. Why did they face me that way? Why did they, 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 they? he got angry? And he called the wife to tell the wife that this is what my husband, uh, the, 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 the leadership has done to me. Pastor and whatever has done to me. Expecting that the wife will say, Ah! Is that what they did to you? Otilo, let's stop it. But a wise, she, she didn't, he, she, he didn't have a wife like Job's wife was foolish or Jezebel but he had an Abigail of a wife a wise wife and so as he narrated the story the wife said but you two that thing you did was not good I'm sure he was deflated and he said this is the church we have been part of our children have been born here they've had friends here why should this sin, the fact that you were faced, they confronted you on this issue, they told you you shouldn't have done this or you should do this, should that take you us away? Think through it very well. Do not. The wife's counsel, wife's wise counsel helped him. Today, he's, he's a leader of part of the denomination, the whole leader. He, and he was telling the people, He was telling the people, he's a big time, big time, big time consultant in the Western world. I don't want to mention him because it is. Are you getting me? And he doesn't need any money. He doesn't need anything. He's doing the work of God that time. He was not even a, a full timer. He's a lay minister who's doing the work of God and whatever. He said, they have hurt me. I am living. She told himself, said, this is the last time I am ever going to be part of this church. This, I am gone. I'm only telling my wife. And then me and my wife and our children, bye-bye from them. Wife said, the thing now you do, you know do I'm well. What you did. And he saved him. And today, when he repented today, he's doing better in the ministry. Amen. Amen.
But as I bring my message to a close, when you feel very strong that something has been done and all those things, and there's a dispute, what do you do? Matthew 18, 15 to 17 spells it out. And that's the last thing we are looking at. If a sin, you believe a sin has been committed against you. Bible says, if your brother shall trespass against you, number one, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Someone say, between you and him alone. Between you and him alone. That means that go and have a private discussion. Someone say, a private discussion. Private discussion. Do not talk to your wife first. Women can be emotional. Don't talk to anybody. It is the person. So go to the person. And talk to the person. Are you getting me? Uh, recently, I, I had, uh, what's the name, Kennedy of Japan and uh, uh, Sam George. And he said, there was just a little misunderstanding or whatever. And somebody was fueling it to try to create a political problem. And the two of them said, we didn't fight. We were only trying to argue. But the person from Sam George corner was saying, we were fighting and things. And we were being physical. The guy said, we never fought. It was just an issue we were talking about. So you see that third parties can stir up things rather. Amen. Amen. Go to the person privately. Why should you go to the person privately? Why should you go to the person privately? Because a lot of times you see that what we get offended about could just be due to a misunderstanding. And, but if you tell somebody else and later there's repentance or whatever, you see that you might have spoiled a person's reputation. You don't spoil the person's reputation. And that is why it makes reconciliation difficult. So it's always best to be able to go to the person and talk to him or her privately. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, why should you also go to the person? Why do you have to go to the person? You know, to go and talk to him. Okay, he said, go to him and talk to him. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, take one or two people. Is that not it? That means that in order to express the, the enormousness of the situation, the seriousness, bring two or three people as a witness. If the person doesn't agree, take him to the church. Take him to the church doesn't mean when broadcast to church people, but take him to the leadership and say, please, this is what happened. We are trying to resolve this. If he doesn't listen to the church leadership, then receive him as an unbeliever. That's what the Bible is saying. But the thing is that, why should the person be confronted? When you feel that somebody, you see, in Africa, and especially in Ghana, amongst us Ghanaians, what is pinching us, we never talk about it. To people. To the real person who has to help us. Or who we have to deal with. We will tell other people who may not be able to do much, but rather absorb our pain. So, number one, reason why you have to confront a person is to resolve misunderstanding. That's what resolve misunderstandings. Amen. Yeah. But unfortunately, many offended people will just absorb the offense silently while they grow bitter and resentful. You see, if you don't confront the person, you don't talk about it. The more you think about it, the more angry you become. And you become bitter. But you realize that if you talk with the person, you realize that it's not anything. There's nothing that we cannot judge of. 
There's nothing that we cannot talk about. And if I hurt you and you don't tell me, I am not God, except God reveals it to me. So you must be able to come. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's important to God. Amen. Amen. And why do we have to do that? So that you will not, you must be confronted. If you, if you do something wrong, you must be confronted so that the offended, the, the offended will not become bitter and withdraw from the church. Is that right? The reason for the confrontation is so that the person should not become what? Bitter. Because when you are hurt, anytime you are hurt by somebody, you want to withdraw from the person. If you are hurt in the church, you want to withdraw. If I hurt you, you withdraw from me. So if you, you, you want us to still relate, then you need to be able to come and say, Daddy, I think you did this and this and that. Amen. Amen. Number two, the reason for the confrontation is so that the offender is held accountable to not repeat his offenses which can harm the faith of others. Elizabeth, are you getting me? Yeah. So if your husband not does something, you don't keep going and say, not, hmm, not, hmm, not, hmm. Confront yourself. Not bongo. The husband is called not bongo. Bongo man. Yeah, he's called bongo man. How do you call him? <laughs> baby. You call him baby. Well, is he your baby? <laughs> I see, yes, baby. Are they true now? I see, true no. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So he said, Nat Bongo, I was expecting you to call me at this time. I said, no, no, no. Why didn't you call? Are you getting me? Hey. Or when you, you call, you are quiet, or you said this and this and that, so that he will not repeat that thing he did to you, and you also not do it to another person. But if you do not talk to him and you are angry with him, me mfino, me mwano, and you badmouth him, it doesn't change. Am I helping you? Yes. Number three, so that the offender who has perpetrated sin might also be reconciled to God and to you. So when you confront him, he said, Lizzie, I'm sorry. Me dog, me dog, Lizzie, I'm sorry. And then you will be reconciled. No way to me, I no. Amen. Amen. Mm. So never take one side of a story. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Deuteronomy 13, 14. Tell somebody don't take one side of a story. I'm I'm finishing my, my message today. Am I blessing you? Yes. Listen, when somebody tells you something, don't quickly conclude. I'm giving you a scripture. Use this. If you never got anything, take this home. Take this home. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 14. He said, you shall inquire. If somebody tells you, you shall inquire and make search and ask diligently and behold, if it be what? Truth. And the, and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you. Moses said, when people say something has been done, Somebody says something has been done. Do not just take it on face value. You must inquire. You must search. You must act diligently. And find out if it is the truth. And, and that it, the thing is certain. And that whether something like that really happened. Because sometimes it didn't really happen. I hope you are getting me. Are you here with me or you are going home? Amen. Amen. 
na hwehwe no kra no wo mu se ne be ya ekiwade etisa no ebe fie ntamu amen amen so it's important listen so long as you are the body of Christ somebody's going to do something you may not like so the first reason why offenses should be confronted is to resolve misunderstanding so it's a resolve misunderstanding number 2 to maintain peace in the body of Christ maintain peace write it you, 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 you can use this in your business if you're a manager go and teach your people <laughs> maintain peace in the body of Christ Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 especially the verse 3 he said endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit amen amen mm. whenever there's friction and turmoil between believers it affects the whole body when there's a friction it hinders people from entering into worship and receiving from God is that right yeah when there's a friction you see if the two of you you don't agree as the preaching is going on you can't even worship well I realize that often you want to sit by your friend or somebody you are comfortable with. Because if you are sitting by somebody that there's a friction, worship you'll be angry. Meanwhile, the person is feeling free and flowing. And so you are affected. You cannot worship and you cannot receive the word of God. Oh, but now, one hour went to and then when it also creates an uninviting atmosphere for visitors when we are in a church where there's tension visitors don't feel at ease the atmosphere must be happy hey hallelujah glory to god when a visitor comes every visitor wants to get into a house where there's joy and excitement yeah not where there's always what tension you see the man's face the wife too has come Mm -hmm. what kind of house is this if they are accommodating you in a house where everybody has done can't pay face you want a place where there's relaxation there's joy there's joy in the house there's joy. amen and it can also hinder people from coming to Christ and above all it can grieve the Holy Spirit so do not be an agent through which the Holy Spirit is grieved can I have an amen number three so Satan cannot gain advantage over us Satan cannot gain an advantage over us so Satan cannot gain an advantage over us 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 to whom you forgive I forgive also for if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes forgive I it's the person of Christ lest someone say lest Lest. Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his word devices hallelujah when we do not forgive and we do not confront and we do not whatever Satan will take advantage of that and you will find out that even our children will become enemies and our relations will become enemies. I told you about where a place I, I lived, and two bro- siblings, a brother and a sister, they used to fight. Then they would invite their children to join the fight. And they said that they can fight. Thursday they fight, Friday they fight, then they bring more people to join in in the fight. And so if you are reinforcement, and interestingly enough, I happen to be friends 
to both families. So why do you go? You can't, when they are fighting, you can't go to the place. You can't go to any of their homes. And they are throwing stones. This one's house is here. This one's house is here. They throw stones. You hear. Then they step out. And the physical blows. I'm telling you, it's not easy. And sometimes, you see the parents themselves are standing there. They are just only insulting themselves. And the children are fighting. Do not join such a fight. When your father wants to go and fight some fight, say, Father, no, 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 no. When your brother wants to go and fight some fight, say, This fight, you don't know. When somebody gets out like a gun, where are you? Then the person has worn the trousers. Yawa mini, where are you? Me, come on, you have a And then you two, you are joining. Don't join people to misbehave. Don't join people. Satan will take advantage of you. Amen. Amen. And when we give Satan the opportunity, he'll take he'll destroy us. Fight is not good. Tell your friend, fight is not good. At all. At all. Just humble yourself. Say, sister, listen. That's okay. Absorb some things. And let's go and talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. Amen. Amen. Number one, avoid what? Number one is what? Avoid unreasonable what? Expectations. Number two, don't place absolute trust in people. Number three, don't expect any church to be perfect. Number four, don't oppose or what? Hinder the church. Number five, don't personalize everything that is what? Preach. Charlie, I mean, you preach me, no? Yeah. I mean, you preach me. Yeah. One day, a lady came and said, they are preaching her against her husband. Yeah. The husband said, she, she was a and she was very close, very, very close. She said, they are preaching against her husband. They are preaching against her husband. And she got very offended. And she was sitting in a church with dark cloud face. Got angry, 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 before her life. She was gone. And she didn't even come and sit there for us to tell Nothing. Next one. Don't what? Don't get caught up with what? The offenses of others. When somebody gets offended, don't attract that offense on yourself. When they come and catch a wire, no. Young Coco. Your friend is not happy, so you are unhappy. I knew a church. There was a lady. When the lady smiles, he has a group of people, they will smile. When it's praise and worship time, when she dances, they dance. When she stands, when they dance, she'll be standing. When she's giving offering, they'll go and join her in offering. It's witchcraft. It's real. I'm telling you, it's real. Yeah. I was in the church there. I used to see it. She used to manipulate. Twiddle people on her fingers. For the fingers. I'll give you a new English word. Twiddle. Twiddle. Twiddle on the fingers. Whatever she does. When she smiles, people smile. When she's angry, people are angry. It's a witchcraft spirit. Shouldn't be. And we said when somebody offends you, do what? Confront the person. 
concerned. Why should you confront? To avoid what? Misunderstandings. Number two, to maintain what? Peace. The body of Christ. Amen. Number three. Sorry? So that what? Satan. The other ones are subtopics. Yeah. The, the third one is that Satan does not what? Take advantage of our. So that as we have been meeting, we've been smiling. You see me now, Pastor has come. Satan is taking advantage of you. As you are there, your pastor is going to say that you give me a nickname, Aquano or Obano. Your pastor has become Aquano. And then you can meet in your house and have conference. You can sit 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, discussing the sins of the pastor. But you never pray for him even five minutes. What a shock. But as you are having discussion, one hour, do you know the number of hours of discussion they will have about you? So don't sow the bad seeds. We are blessed. Amen. Let's end September with a heart of forgiveness Amen. so that as we get into October, we'll walk in double grace. Amen. Receive double grace. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May we stand to our feet and just in a minute you want to talk to God and say Lord as this month is coming to an end anything anybody has done any pain that has been in my heart any offense that has been released against me either by my parents my friends my relations my pastor Anybody, I'll forgive them. Some of you are in the church here, but you are very hurt. You are very angry. In fact, the truth is that one, one leg of yours is outside and one leg is here. Maybe you are even just around because of some friends. But today be here because of God. Amen. Decide that this is my place. Amen. Decide that you are going to be reconnected to your, your parents, your friends, whoever has offended you. You want to let go and let God. Amen. You want the power of God still to be released into your life. Because our offenses will cut you away from the power of God, release demons in your life, and destroy you. But I, I trust that today, God's going to do something in your life. You want to talk to God and say, Lord, in any way that I've sinned against you, forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Show mercy unto me in the name of the Lord Jesus. I release those friends of mine. I release my husband. I release my wife. I release my parents. I release my friends. I forgive, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Talk to God right now. You just got two minutes. Just talk two minutes. Father, I want to thank you. We want to praise your holy name. We come to you. We pray, God, that you will forgive us. To forgive. And today. And today. Whatever is the reason. Whatever is the reason. Whereby I will lose anything. Whereby I will lose anything. I cut it off in Jesus' name. I cut it off in Jesus' name. Because of Jonah. Because of Jonah. When he was in the ship. When he was in the ship. 
the goods of the people were thrown away the goods of the people were thrown away may my goods may my goods may my blessings may my blessings never be thrown away never be thrown away because of my association because of my association with anybody with anybody today exempt me today exempt me from evil from evil exempt me exempt me from shame from shame exempt me exempt me from every satanic program from every satanic program in the name of jesus in the name of jesus and i pray god now i pray god that whatever wagon that whatever wagon whatever cut whatever cut that has to bring that has to bring blessings blessings into my life into my life may they locate my address may they locate my address in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord lord as rachel as rachel was remembered was remembered and you listen to her prayer and you listen to her and prayer and open her womb and you open her womb as mordecai was remembered as mordecai was remembered and rewarded and rewarded i shall step as i step into the month of october into the month of october may i be remembered may i be remembered and rewarded and rewarded then my story around my story around let your grace let your grace and your glory and your glory be released be released over my life over my life I pray I pray that my life that my life will break forth will break forth break out break out and break through and break through into new territories into new territories of glory of glory lift your voice begin to pray kemo shaba bara in the name of the lord jesus we pray for your breakthrough we're praying of god that yes lord you cause me to step into new seasons of the supernatural of your goodness in the precious name of jesus let your kingdom come let your will be done oh god kemo shaba
are here today and say preacher I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior I want Christ to become my Lord my master and my king I want to have a new life in the Lord I want my sins forgiven you may raise your right hand so I can pray with you wherever you are and I know peace of a person before Christ where you cannot see me so we will write any one you for no person you want it everywhere baby Pia which need a person can we be done with a cost run a minute I'm on fire you want to give a light to Jesus raise your eyes raise your hands and if you raise your hand come to me I want to pray with you so we pray with you wherever you are preachers can you help them please in the name of Jesus, walk up to me. Come to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a hand over there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. There's a hand over there. Bring the gentleman. Amen. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand, somebody. It's a blessing. God bless you. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Amen. Can I say? Amen. Let's join our brother and pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I accept the fact that I accept the fact I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And I cannot save myself. And I cannot save but you still love me. But you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross on my behalf. On my behalf. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my king. Be my king. My Lord and my master. From today, from today, I surrender my all to you. I surrender my all to you. Amen. Father, thank you for this precious brother. I pray that. He will stay in you, be rooted in you. Let your grace be upon him. Let him live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brother, God bless you. Congratulations. Want you to follow this lady over there. We'll take down your details and we'll be praying with you. And if you don't have any local church that you worship with, I want to be your pastor. This one, I want to be your brothers and sisters. It will flourish in the Lord. Amen. What's your name, dear? Mauli. Everyone. Come on, Amen. Bless you. Follow this one. We want to come to the Lord's table. Amen. Amen. We are finishing the month in the strength of the Lord. Amen. Bible says that and when the disciples, after they had had supper with the Lord, the Lord opened their eyes. We're praying that in the month of October, the Lord will let you see great things. You will see your husband. Amen. You will see your wife. Amen. You will see money. Amen. You will see uncommon breakthroughs. Amen. You will see deliverances. Amen. You will see the hand of God. Amen. God will make you a savior. Amen. The Bible says that upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. Obadiah 172. There shall be deliverance. And the house of Jacob, the holiness, it means that you will be set apart. Amen. Set apart unto glorious things. Amen. And the house of Jacob shall possess your possession. And 21 says that, and saviors shall come from among them. Amen. You will be a savior. Amen. I said you will be a savior. Amen. And according to the book of Colossians, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus cancels the handwritings of the ordinances. Whatever has been written against you, as you take this Holy Communion, May that negative handwriting be raised. Amen. I said, may every handwriting of shame be raised. Amen. May the handwritings of witches be destroyed. Amen. Whatever they have written about you and put under stones, we command the fire of God to burn them. Amen. Whatever they have hidden under water, we declare that those things they will not flourish. Amen. That they will be thrown into pieces. Amen. Whatever that has been written in the moon and the stars, in order to be affected against your life, Jesus. the blood of Jesus. Erases Amen. every handwriting of the enemy. Amen. And that 
The Bible of the also says the blood speaketh better things. May as you take the Holy Communion, may the blood speak for you. Amen. Speak long life for you. Amen. Speak joy for you. Amen. Speak a good marriage for you. Amen. Speak progress for you. Amen. Speak honor for you. Amen. Speak that you possess your possessions Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I commit this communion, this bread and this wine. That as we take it, we take it for life. Jesus. We take it for health. Amen. We take it for strength. Amen. We take it for revival. Amen. We take it for reorganization of our being. Amen. Anybody that is sick, as they take the Holy Communion, we command the sickness be flash out. Amen. Any hidden agenda of the enemy, we declare that it be destroyed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every blessing that is delayed, we pray that it be accelerated. Amen. Those who cannot laugh, may they smile and laugh. Amen. Let there be the voice of celebration. Amen. In their homes, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.